Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Flying Green Sports Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brian Neville, as always with Michael Nanya. And the uh, the, uh, the spirits are high after week one, Michael. Uh, how are you feeling after the Jets' uh, week one victory? Feeling really good. I mean, you know, you open up the season under the Monday night lights. The whole country's watching. It's the most watched Monday night game. And I think I think history or at least 2015 or something like that. But a lot of people watching division rival game. You know, this is going to yeah. be a big one in the end because you're going against the Bills for that division title. And you come out here, you win in overtime, you come back from down 10. You only have like one injury, I think, in this game. So for the most part, I mean, really exciting start to the season. I mean, it's hard to be disappointed with that. You're 1-0. You're on top of the division with that 1-0 division record. Going into a game against the Cowboys in week two, I mean, how can you not feel good about the Jets right now? I mean, I think you nailed it on the head right there. You know, like you said, really no. I mean, that's the kind of thing. Like the Eagles going into this game against the Vikings tonight, they're going to be out Reed Blankenship starting safety, James Bradbury starting corner. They're going to be out Kenny Gainwell. Uh, so you know, the Eagles walk away week one, three injuries. The Jets, eh, what like one injury? I don't think it was one, yeah. anything crazy. You know, it's like. Uh, backup special teams gunner, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing crazy, but Jets. I was sitting there on my couch eating my spicy chicken sandwich and smiley face French fries. And this guy, <laughs> to Stephen F. Austin, <laughs> undrafted, comes out here and uh, Chaz Surratt, North Carolina legend, with a throws his body on the line out there with the key block. May have thrown his foot out there that wasn't called, but you know, those don't matter. Phantom penalties don't matter. Jets walk it off. Electric. I saw Aaron Rodgers' season highlights just dropped on Twitter. See him running out with the flag uh, onto the field before the the game. But they ended there, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe maybe it's because the season's not over. But they had his all season highlights, which I thought were kind of weird. But well, there there were some thunderstorms in the area prior to the game. There were some safety warnings put out, so it could have been the internet connection from the stadium. Okay. Like, no, I think they were recording, you know, the start of the game, some highlights, and then might have been cut off after that. So that that's probably the issue. But, you know, it, it was definitely a cool intro for sure. So the people got to see that. The rest of the highlights should be coming out the next few days, I think, is what I'm hearing from my sources. So, um, yeah, that's probably the explanation for that. But it was it was, it was a little weird because I, I didn't watch the whole game. I caught the end of it. But there's like that Zach Wilson guy was on the field and that. Do they bench Rodgers in the middle of the game at week one? Well, I, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett is known as an innovative guy. They they were trying some, you know, some new it's looks, sort of like really a baseball style, out. like platoon, you know, like lefty yep. righty stuff like that. So you know, Zach Wilson was in there for a few plays. You might have seen those, but it, it it was just like a cameo, you know, trying to play to the strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It just I don't know week one, you, you just thinking. throw anything out there. Yeah, week you know? one, you don't know what you're gonna get. You want to play some mind games with your opponent, catch them off guard. They haven't seen any any tape on you yet, so Most you're definitely. throwing some unique looks out there, especially against a division team who does know you pretty well compared to other teams. They played them twice last year, won the first game in MetLife. You're, you're like, you know, let's throw something out there they haven't seen before. So, yeah, I think that's you, you caught some of that, which is you know an exciting thing going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think the Bills are probably game planning like, hey, they just – Traded for Aaron Rodgers, signs a couple year deal, giving him all this money. It's like, oh, you're game planning for this guy. Then it's like, boom, Zach Wilson comes out, and you have no idea what hits you. Exactly. It's like, look what Jonathan Gannon was doing in Arizona. He didn't want to give away 
who's going to start a quarterback, yeah. be unpredictable, <laughs> catch the commanders off guard. And, and look what happened. They almost won that game. So it just goes to show you how helpful it is to be unpredictable at that mm-hmm. quarterback position. And so I think the Jets saw that and they were like, man, I think this guy's cooking. And they took a page out of their playbook. But of course, Zach Wilson is far more talented than those guys in Arizona. So it did work out for them. And uh, he was the closer in this game, sort of like a Mariano Rivera type of role for the Jets. So like, you know, Zach Wilson, basically, you know, if, if this was baseball, he'd get credit with the win here uh, as the pitcher. Do you think he's going to be the starter moving forward the rest of the season now that he got the win, basically? Well, I mean, based on there were some videos out of Jets practice today, and I didn't see Aaron Rodgers there. Could be an off day for him. I know he's mm-hmm. an older guy, you know, could maybe, you know, maybe he woke up a little late this morning mm-hmm. and wasn't able to. Maybe, maybe he, like, crawled out of his little cave with his, like, psychedelics yeah. and drugs and all that. Yeah, exactly. And, like, who knows? He could have drove to the wrong place. Like, you never know mm-hmm. what those... He could have went back to Wisconsin. Do. Must must that, not know that. too. It's also a possibility. It's it's not too far. I think it's only four or five states away, something like that. So it, it's definitely very possible. Who, who knows what is happening with him? Interesting guy. Everyone's selling hard knocks. He was talking about UFOs that he saw when he was in college. So he's unpredictable, but I assume he'll be back at practice some point within the next few weeks. But for now, it looks like Zach Wilson is gearing up to start against the Cowboys. Maybe Aaron Rodgers shows up in the middle of the game and you get some of those quarterback mm-hmm. rotations, platoon going on. But uh, for now, it looks like Wilson's going to start this big week two game against the Eagles rivals, the Cowboys. Now that's really something that I could never have predicted coming into the season. It's like Aaron Rodgers kind of gets benched. Um, but hey, whatever. Uh, best of luck to Zach Wilson, I guess, and Aaron Rodgers, whatever's going on with him. And, you know, he's a weird guy. That's all we'll say. He's, yeah. he's an odd guy. Who knows what's going on with him? Um, but like you said, Jets playing big divisional rivalry, the Eagles Cowboys, probably the most intense rivalry in the league. Um, how do you think the Jets square up against the Cowboys? Who put yeah, a, a I mean... stomping on the, on the Giants of 40 to nothing. <laughs> Yeah, they left a huge stink in MetLife, with which the Jets had to clean out the following night. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was the biggest stomping in the league in week one. And and look, I'm not super high in the Giants, but they were a playoff team last year. They won a playoff game. So it's a team that you have some respect for. And Cowboys just straight up embarrassed them. Giants got off to that good start, but they blocked that field goal, returned it for a touchdown. And from that point on, it just snowballed from there. So Cowboys show dominance in all three phases. It's a talented football team. They got a lot of playmakers. But, um, I mean, look, the Jets are, with Zach Wilson starting, Aaron Rodgers off doing whatever he's doing. It definitely lays a hit to the ceiling of the offense. But, you know, look, the Jets are, as they showed in week one, I think as talented of a team as anyone in the league when you look at the roster all around mm-hmm. between all three phases. I mean, they showed you they could run the ball, the offensive line, had some issues in pass protection, but the run blocking was great. Brees Hall was amazing in his first yeah. game after, you know, an ACL tear, first time playing in almost 11 months, and he rips off over 100 yards on his first two carries. Truly legendary stuff from him. So they, they have the talent on offense to keep it going, and the defense speaks for itself with, with, you know, what they did against the Bills in this game, forcing turnovers, applying pressure, stopping the run. They've got pieces at all three levels, so you know the the all around team is is still there. So it just comes down to Zach Wilson and can he protect the ball, uh, just work within this offense and 
not lose the game because I think the rest of this team is good enough mm-hmm. to you know win Compete, football games in ways that don't have to do with you know the modern NFL way, which is usually airing the football out, throwing for three hundred yards, bombs away all day. That's the mm-hmm. modern way, but I think the Jets have the tools to win with a you know with a counter to that, which is running the football, playing defense, and even contributing on special teams, where obviously the Jets had an amazing game. So it's a it's a great test in the first game without Aaron Rodgers going to play this very well rounded Cowboys team, which you know the Eagles will be hoping the Jets can pull this one off mm-hmm. so they can get into first place in the division. And uh, the Eagles obviously beat one of the Jets rivals in week one. So they're hoping the Jets can return the favor. But tell us about how that one went down. I was able to catch some of that game. I was in a sports bar watching a bunch of games at once. So I saw some of it, but not all of it. Uh, Looked like the Eagles got off to a fast start. Patriots made it close, almost pulled off a comeback in the end. The Eagles held on. So overall, what did you think of the opener? Yeah, it was an electric, excuse me, an electric start for the Eagles. Darius Slay pick six and the Eagles come out. Um, later on in the first quarter, Devontae Smith touchdown. They get a field goal, Jake Elliott, and all of a sudden, you know, they're out to a 16 nothing lead. And then you're sitting there watching, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. This team picked up right where they left off. Um, and then the offense just kind of stalled. They had, I think, four straight three and outs. They do have a new offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Johnson, because Shane Steichen went to Indianapolis. Um, so obviously... Like we talked about last week, it's not going to be perfect week one. You got a couple wrinkles to work out. The team, none of the starters even played in preseason, which I'm not a huge fan of. I think you should get your guys at least a couple of drives to get back into shape. You know, injuries are injuries. You look at Aaron Rodgers. We'll drop the ball here. Aaron Rodgers out for the year for the Jets. I'll oh, just what? say it. I'll say it there. Oh, I don't know if you. God. I don't know if you heard about it. No way. But he's out for the year. So injuries, you can't really Gosh. prevent them. They're just freak injuries. You know, it was just a normal sack. Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles out for the year. Um, so the offense uh, stalled pretty heavily from the second quarter into halftime. The offensive line, which is the strength of the team, did not look great at all. Uh, Patriots got continuous pressure, which they do have a great pass rush, but you would think guys like Link Johnson – uh, would be able to hold their own. But, you know, uh, Cam Jurgens, the starting right guard. It's his first time starting and playing next to these guys. So they'll have that to work out with and get used to each other, playing with each other. And the defense for the Eagles just seemed to just fall apart. Um, N'Kobe Dean uh, got injured during the game, and he put, got put on IR, so he's out for the next four weeks. So the Eagles are very thin at linebacker specifically. Um and their safeties aren't looking too great. Like I said, Reed Blankenship, who's like that guy at safety, he's going to be out for this game. They got Justin Evans, who looked atrocious uh, on Sunday. He'll be starting there. And I'm hoping they play Sidney Brown, the uh, fourth-round rookie out of Illinois tonight. Uh, that would be nice because he's an electric guy flying all over the field, but the Eagles don't like to rush the rookies usually. But speaking of rookies, Jalen Carter absolutely dominated um, which is what I was looking forward to. I don't know if you saw, but he had like eight pressures. He had a sack. Yep. He had like a pass rush win rate of 32%, which is like the highest in the league. He had like the fastest get off for every D tackle in the league. Uh, I mean, every time you watched him, it's like he was in Mac Jones's face, which is exactly what you wanted. And the, uh, the Vikings starting center, Garrett Bradbury will be out tonight. 
Ed Ingram, who's one of their guards. He's not great at all, so it looks like it could be another monster matchup uh, for Jalen Carter tonight. Yeah, I saw some of those stats and clips that people were posting, and to see him immediately come out and play that way is is so huge for the Eagles because obviously they lost Javon Hargrave, who was an amazing player for them. So to see Carter immediately come in and replicate that impact just is going to be huge for the Eagles to maintain what they did last year. So only a few weeks away until the Jets and Eagles square off for the first time in four years. And yeah, if Carter's playing that way, he's going to be a tough matchup for the Jets offensive line who are going to be tested this week going up against the Cowboys. And of course, Micah Parsons, who continues to establish himself as one of the most fearsome pass rushers in the league. So looking ahead to week two, obviously the Eagles will be playing tonight against the Vikings who had probably one of the more embarrassing losses in week one. I was right. My upset of the week. Upset of the week was correct. Uh, I forget who I went with. Did I say I think you said the uh, the Colts or 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 maybe the Steelers. One of those two. Either way, both both (laughs) did wrong, especially the Steelers. But um, yeah, Vikings with a surprising loss in week one. And now they're staring at a week two game against the Eagles in Philly. If they can't win, they're off to an own two start here. So they uh, played last last year week. Uh, They they matched up last last year in week two. It was a Monday night game. Um, uh, like looking forward to tonight. I think the main thing is, you know, I don't expect, you know, especially with James Bradbury out and Reed Blankenship, the secondary takes a major hit. Um, I'm gonna look to see is Darius Slay just gonna follow Justin Jefferson all over the field? Uh, last year, I remember he had like two interceptions while guarding Slay. Absolutely shut him down. Want to see if he could do that again. So if he if he follows Jefferson. And then you'll have Josh Job on the other side against Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne. You know the and TJ Hawkinson. The Vikings have some some weapons on offense, so I'm not necessarily looking for the Eagles' defense to dominate. And if they do, it would have to come from the defensive line getting pressure against a not great offensive line, which they didn't do too well on Sunday against the Patriots. But Mac Jones did get the ball out pretty quickly, um, getting prime time Kirk's face force him just to make errant passes. Uh, but my focus is more on the Eagles offense. Can they get it together, get back into shape, get the ball to guys like A.J. Brown? You know, they, uh, even the running game with Deva- uh, Devontae, uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, since Kenny Gain will be out, get DeAndre Swift the ball and go back to Eagles football, smash mouth football. Um, the Vikings secondary is atrocious. Um, so I'm looking for the Eagles receivers to have a big game, as well as Dallas Goddard might catch one pass this week because he didn't catch one last week. Yeah, looking forward to seeing this one. Because I mean, I think the Vikings, or we all thought the Vikings were big-time frauds last year. The playoffs proved it, and now here we are, and they are staring at 0-2 as we head into the second week of the season. But Jets this week going against the Cowboys. I mean, I talked a little bit about it already, but – um, I, I think I'm also interested, you know, all eyes will be on Zach Wilson, obviously, but I'm also interested to see what the defense can do because, you know, it's a really talented Cowboys offense all around. You know, I think it's one of the more balanced offenses in the league. They're talented receiver, running back, obviously Prescott's a good quarterback, but they have an O-line too, which a lot of teams don't have in addition to their weapons, but the Cowboys do have that. So can the Jets put pressure on Prescott the same way they put it on Josh Allen? Because the Bills O-line really is a shaky unit, and people were focusing on the Jets offensive line going into this game, but 
Bills had a lot of problems too, and it ended up being the Bills O line that was much worse than the Jets in this game. So Minus Cowboys the, though have the healthy quarterback team. still. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Josh Allen did not play well. He did not. So we'll see if they could, you know, because the Jets really profited off those turnovers in this game, the field position that they got from them. Because the offense didn't really move the ball outside of, you know, Brees Hall had an 80-yard run that was almost a quarter of their offense in this game, or more than a quarter of their offense. Should have been a touchdown if Garrett Wilson stopped celebrating. (laughs) Garrett Wilson wasn't celebrating behind their run. (laughs) That was hilarious. Every time I watched him, like, come on. If he just blocked a little bit, we could have had a 90-yard touchdown or whatever it would have been. So, nonetheless, offense couldn't really get big drives going, but those Josh Allen turnovers were able to create short fields put the Jets in position to score points. So can they get those turnovers on the Cowboys this week? We'll see if that can happen. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if the defensive line can be just as dominant. They'll have Carl Lawson mm-hmm. back this week who missed the first game. So just another weapon to pass rush that already has plenty of them. Uh, so it, it's going to be a really great battle in the trenches on both sides with the Cowboys. But um, so yeah, Jets and Eagles, both 1-0 atop their divisions. Right now, looking to get to 2-0 and this week, and potentially in a few weeks, we could see a battle between two of the better teams in their respective conferences. We shall see, but let's let's look at this Week 2 schedule a little bit. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask of, you uh, real yeah. quickly before we dive into that. Um, do you think the Jets are going to go out there and maybe look at a free agent quarterback, like someone like Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, anyone like that? Matt Ryan, maybe? I mean, I, I think they're going to add someone next week definitely not this week obviously at this point but uh i think they're going to add someone to be the backup instead of tim boyle but are they going to make a big move like you know i mean you mentioned Wentz. i think he's probably one of the bigger name free agents out there right now better free agents i don't know if they're going to go for that type of guy or if they'll just you know swing for like a colt mccoy or some you know random mediocre guy like that i don't know it will be interesting to see what they do seems like they're confident in Zach Wilson and want to roll with him and uh you know I mean which you know as much as, as skeptical as we are of Zach Wilson you get the logic because he's been there all offseason he knows the offense knows these players Aaron Rodgers has been in his ear the whole offseason and will continue to be so you know it makes sense because he's acclimated but at the same time you want to have that security in case it doesn't work out so uh, I think they're going to add someone I just don't feel like that they're too interested and making a big move. So we'll see if that's someone like Carson Wentz. Maybe, you know, the Jets have an early bye week. It's week seven. So maybe you give Zach Wilson up to that point. And then bye week, you have someone like Wentz in there who's had some time bring to work the Flacco. offense. Oh, please don't bring back Flacco. <laughs> I don't, I don't, ooh, he was bad last year, except for that one Browns game where he just randomly <laughs> come off. Back. Other, other than that, he was an absolute statue. Maybe against like NFC North teams, just bring him in. Exactly. Or AFC North teams. Exactly. He's used to the AFC North. Beat up the Browns. Other than that, like that, that's that platoon we talked about earlier. You can have a get wins for the <laughs> NFC East teams ball. because they do play the NFC East this year. So unfortunately, yeah. too late for the Cowboys. But Eagles are throw them against game. the Giants. Throw them against the, the Giants. Wentz always played good against the Giants. So you know that that's something they could do as well. But but no, I mean, uh, I I'm interested to see if they do. I think they'll add someone, but. I, not it a really feels like they're yeah like it feels like they're committed to Zach which I don't think I totally agree with but I'm rooting <laughs> for him to do well so hey we t- we talked about him uh Sunday or last week like hey how's he looking you said good 
Now it's the test yeah, to see. Yeah, and I think he he did all right against the Bills. You know, it, it was a shaky start for sure. The interception he threw was it was pretty bad, and it took him a while to to get going. He took some sacks. Uh, accuracy wasn't super sharp to start. A lot of checkdowns. But uh, mm. toward the end of the game, fourth quarter, I mean, he got really confident on third down. Stood in there and in the face of the pressure, made some some really good throws to help the Jets get into position to tie and eventually take the lead. And, uh, you know, in the end, he completed 67% of his passes. I believe it it's the second highest of his career. So, wow. he, yeah, I know the fact that that's the <laughs> second highest that's average for some guys. I mean, what was Hertz last year? I think it was like 68. Exactly. So it should be your average game in the NFL today. But Zach Wilson's standards are a little bit different. So, I mean, by his standards, it was a step forward. He's a little more consistent, making the easy throws, checking the ball down when he was supposed to. So we'll see if he can build on that. But um, looking at week two around the league this year, we got uh, some really good matchups on the schedule this week. Uh, quite a few games between 1-0 versus 0-1. So chances to see a lot of 2-0 and 0-2 teams coming out of this week. Um, not Really not a lot of matchups of teams with the same record. So curious to yeah. see what the standings look like after this week but um looking at this schedule what matchups stand out to you which are you most excited to watch because you as an eagles fan you have the thursday night game you could sit back yeah, and i hate Sunday. thursday night games i hate yeah. them I, I it's agree. like like i can't do anything i got i gotta wake up for a lab at 8 30 in the morning tomorrow i gotta i can't drink any 21 plus beverages really you know i can't enjoy myself i'm just sitting here stressing on the thursday night um and a game that interests me, um, Seattle at Detroit. Seattle played yeah. an absolute goose egg. Not really, but absolutely played terrible last week against the Rams, who everyone thought would be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and they got absolutely destroyed at home, too. Um, so I'm looking to see how the Geno-led Seahawks could respond um, back against the Lions, who uh, we both said would beat the Chiefs, and they did. Uh, minus Travis Kelsey, minus Chris Jones, but still terrific win for the Lions. Um, that's a game that interests me because uh, I I just can't see the Seahawks not necessarily starting zero and two, but having a really awful game like they did against a bad team. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna look at the AFC and I'm looking at Chiefs and Jaguars. I mean, this yeah. is a rematch of last year's playoff game, and I like the Jaguars quite a bit. I feel like they can be serious players in the AFC. Um, with Calvin Ridley coming up, Trevor Lawrence going into year three, mm-hmm. and that offense looked great in that game against yeah, the Colts. Lawrence made some insane yeah, some throws. Insane throw, even Zay Jones getting involved. So, you know, granted it was the Colts, but, you know, they took care of business, looked great. And now you got the Chiefs coming in, you're at home, and you got a chance to push one of your big competitors at the top of that conference to 0-2. And Chris Jones obviously signed his new contract. It looks like mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey's working his way back. So uh, Chiefs should get their reinforcements and be back to full strength pretty soon. But you know, with that wide receiver unit in Kansas City, it's a big issue that they're going to have to work around this year. So we'll see. Yeah, Kadarius Tony. Oof. Oh, God. That's <laughs> definitely going to be one of the worst performances of the season at wide receiver. Maybe of the past 10 years. And poor Patrick Mahomes because his stats look so bad from that game. But because I mean, the interception when he just passes that are just pick <laughs> sixes going back the other way. But I mean, he still looked great. It's just you know, the Chiefs have been able to survive without 
receivers since losing Travis Kelsey. They did it last year or uh, Tyreek Hill. And, uh, but without Travis Kelsey, it looked a lot different. So we'll see if they can. My fantasy team needs it. That. Uh, I got the loss in week one in fantasy because Rodgers got hurt. <laughs> I had it in the bag as long as he got like five points or whatever. And of course he gets hurt. That's just the life of a fantasy player. I, uh, I was able to win thanks to Tyreek Hill and also going against like Joe Burrow and the and uh, Jamar. And speaking of those two, the Bengals look terrible uh, in Cleveland week one, which obviously, you know, we all know week one. Um, it was rainy, kind of sloppy conditions of the game, but they just got manhandled. The O-line got beat up. T. Higgins didn't even have a catch. They just got beat, beat really bad. Yeah, I saw in my fantasy stat line, T. Higgins, eight targets, zero catches. (laughs) (laughs) You got that volume, but you got to transfer into something. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Bengals got off to an 0-2 start last year. They are turning it over a lot. I think they had, like, nine turnovers or whatever. Or, yeah, they had, like, five turnovers in that Steelers game to start last year. A couple pick sixes, I think. Yeah, and then this year you have a similar start, just ugly game in Cleveland. And, like you said, it was raining, but it's no excuse to get – six first downs in the especially in a divisional game too get beat like that yeah and even like even deshaun watson had a terrible start in this game i saw he missed a ton of open throws but then eventually he rebounded and just made the throws that were there and it allowed cleveland to go ahead and win this game so yeah cincinnati playing baltimore here at home in week two ravens took care of business against the texans but um that afc north is very interesting all these teams you know i think we yeah, the ravens the didn't Bengals, look that good either yeah, you know, playing Houston, you know, not the toughest opponent. They didn't look great, but you know, all these AFC North teams that think have a chance to win this division. It's probably the probably the only division in the league I'd say where every team has a real chance to win it. So, we two, you got this game. Uh, Pittsburgh will be playing Cleveland, so you got two division games in that division this week. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about upset picks. Looking at this schedule, last week obviously you. Nailed it with the Bucks going against Minnesota. I forget exactly what mine was, but uh, it may have been the Steelers. I think may have been the Steelers. Not, may have been the, the Colts. Greatest. Doesn't so, matter. Both of right, not the greatest. But um, who are we looking at this week for an upset? Um, I was just looking. You know, I I'm looking at the lines and like I really want to try and say the Jaguars, but it's tough for me to to see the Chiefs starting out zero and two. So I'm gonna stay away with that one just to be safe. Um. Oh wow, the Cowboys are nine and a half points. Yeah, they're like the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's insane. I um, I take up the Jets on that spread all day. I think they uh, can at least make that a one score loss. Yeah, I'm looking at least at at Fanduel's line here, and the Packers are plus one and a half uh, against the Falcons, and I'll uh, I'll stick with that as of this moment. I'll take the Packers going into Atlanta and beating the. Insanely tough Desmond Ritter led Atlanta Falcons. How about that Bijan Robinson touchdown on that <laughs> catch? That that was crazy. Was he's uh, an athletic freak? He's like a young Saquon. Uh, I, one that stands out to me here, I kind of like the Commanders to send the Broncos to zero and two at home. They're three and a half point mm-hmm. underdogs there, playing at home or on the road. It isn't ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but three and a half point underdogs against the zero and one Denver Broncos, who continue to couldn't beat the Raiders. Yeah, couldn't beat the Raiders, struggling to get that offense going in the first game. 
under Sean Payton. Only passed for 200 yards, 16 points at home. I need uh, Javante Williams to get some some fantasy value for me this week. Yeah, so that one kind of stands out to me. I still don't believe in the Broncos. I haven't really seen anything yeah. to think that things are going to change for them. And, I, and I, I don't love the commanders either, but they do have a really good defensive front. And mm-hmm. that's a that's a great tool for getting upsets on the road when you can create pressure. So that Always. one kind of stands out to me. Um, I, Panthers over Saints at home is interesting. I thought about that one, but yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know if J.C. Horn's out or not. I saw he came off the field. Actually, I think he is out. I think he's on IR. So there's a big player there. I can't I can't trust him. They're too young. Uh, another one that's kind of interesting. Rams and 49ers. The Rams are, you know, a team that I think we were all sleeping on because of last season, but they have Stafford back. They have still Aaron Donald. And then those receivers in week one. Yeah, two two Atwell and I forget Atwell the, and, the other guy's uh, name is like Nakua. Puka, yeah. <laughs> Breakout stars all of a sudden, and now it looks like the Rams are. You know, Who needs Cooper maybe, Cup? Not my fans. Maybe they're team. not the Super Bowl Rams, but could still be a solid team playing at home against the Niners. I know the Niners have won like eight games in a row against the Rams, but at home here, I, although it's not really a home game when they play the Niners, usually it's yeah, like all 49ers. Regardless, that's an interesting one at seven seven points for the 49ers. But uh, uh, that Jets one, they're the biggest underdogs of the week, which is pretty crazy after they just upset the Bills, who are one of the Super Bowl favorites in week one. But, you know, quarterback position, interesting things going on there. Minor loss with their starting quarterback, so that could affect it. So who are you, uh, who's your lock? Well, not your lock, your upset. Your one upset. Who are you going with? All right, one upset. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Broncos don't know how they're three and a half point favorites. It should be like a point or two. You know, on FanDuel, Packers are one and a half point underdogs and pretty much everywhere else. Don't know how the Falcons are favored over them. Um, but what do I know? So do you wanna wanna go into some Eagles and Jets predictions here for week two? Yeah, let's do it. So who do you uh take who are you taking tonight? Eagles versus Vikings. I'm going to go with a shocker here. I got the Eagles <laughs> winning this one. I think it's going to be a blowout, too. I know last week, last year, wow. in week two, it was a blowout. But uh, I I see that again. I'm going to say Eagles, Eagles 30, Vikings 7. 30 to 7. Wow. I, I don't know if I could go with a blowout. I'm not, like, scared of an upset, but the the defense and the injuries to the linebacker position in the secondary does scare me a little bit, especially with the receivers of the Vikings. But I think the Eagles' defensive front pass rush can win, and the Eagles' offense should get back to close to their normal form. And I think they should beat up on the Vikings' defense. But I think it'll be a little bit closer. I'll probably take the Eagles. Get the Eagles 31, Vikings 16. I will say, like, the Vikings' loss to the Bucks was kind of one of those fluky losses because they had, you know, all those fumbles in the first half. In the uh-huh. end, they had over 120 more yards than the Buccaneers did. It was really the turnovers that kind of tilted it. So it's not like they got totally outplayed. They just had the turnovers. So, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad of a loss as it seemed. But um, I, I still feel I'm confident that the Eagles are going to take this one pretty handily and that they're – 
better team than the Vikings. So I'm going to stick with my blowout prediction. Um, 23. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Jets and Cowboys, like we said, biggest underdogs of the week now. How do you see this one playing out? Um, you know, I hate to do it. I really do. If, if Aaron Rodgers was there, I, I honestly probably lean towards the Jets, you know, seeing of how he played, he was able to play for more than 70 seconds. Um, but I just, I just can't do it with Zach Wilson. Um, I think they could keep it close for most of the game, but I, I don't see them doing a whole lot, but I think the defense could make some plays. Um, I don't think it'll be a very high scoring game. I'll take the Cowboys like seventeen to seventeen to nine. Okay, real real barn burner. Um, <laughs> I I think they're yeah I agree. I this is a tough one for me to say the Jets can pull out. Well, they can pull it out, but for me to say they will, I don't think I can go that far. But um, yeah, I think the Cowboys might score a little more than that just based on field position from the mm. Jets' offense. So I, I'm gonna go twenty twenty to ten. Cowboys. So in that case, they would cover that. They would spread. cover cover the spread. So I'm gonna say twenty to ten. Ten to ten. So you got the Eagles and the Cowboys. I also have the Eagles and the Cowboys. So lots to look forward to tonight for myself and all the Eagles fans that are listening, and a lot for the Jets fans to look forward to because they're slowly turning into Eagles fans as they yes. listen to this podcast <laughs> with with each episode. They grow more and more to the Philly fandom. Yeah, especially after what happened this week. You know, they're like, you know, I think you could make that transition. It's also a green flying team in the Northeast. You could, yep. you know, maybe make that switch. No one will really notice. You're still wearing green. People <laughs> still see the wings. They're You're like, still in oh. the sky. Yeah, like they, they don't notice anything. You could just do it right under everyone's noses. And now you're enjoying more victories and no one's going <laughs> to. Call you a bandwagoner, bandwagoner, or anything like that. No, they wouldn't. Um, that was a great episode, Michael. Energetic, uh, and we'll be back next week to recap the Eagles and the Jets and all of Week Two's games. We'll see you guys next time.